The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came into the Spirit, into the temple, and when the parents brought, <clears throat> and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you let your servant go in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God, and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Israel. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you. So Simeon and Anna are absolutely amazed and their lives have kind of all led up to, the the entirety of their lives have led up to this moment of of meeting the Messiah in the temple, meeting Jesus. To Simeon and Anna, Jesus is not just another teacher. This is very important. 
Sometimes, as we kind of look at the scope of human history, we tend to put Jesus in this category of just another teacher. Just another teacher. C.S. Lewis had a famous argument that he would make about Jesus. C.S. Lewis is a kind of famous philosopher of the first half of the 20th century. He's very, very interesting writer. And one of the arguments that he makes is, look, and Lewis himself was a convert. He was, he was not really a, a religious guy. He was an atheist for most of his young life. And eventually he, he felt that Christ was who he said he was. And so he said, look, if you take the Gospels and, and their, their historicity um, at value, and you're looking at the testimony about this person, you have 27 books in the New Testament. And they're the best ancient documents that we have as far as the ancient world goes and the reliability of the documents. They were copied over and over and over again. And you look at these and you, you hear the, the person of Jesus speak. Over and over again, he makes these outrageous claims about himself. And he alludes to his divinity in a way that would have made sense to the people of his time. And he basically says, about as explicitly as you can, I am God. I am God. And eventually, of course, this is what does get him crucified. And so what Lewis argued was, look, you look at the person of Jesus... And we tend to write off the fact that he, he made these crazy claims. And so it's easier to write him off. And so he says Jesus was either a liar, and so you can imagine, and there are so many people have made such crazy claims throughout human history. Some of them have had bigger followings than others. But we can imagine like a narcissist making crazy claims about themselves as being a messiah kind of like the beginning of a cult leader. So he was either a liar, a lunatic, he was actually crazy, he thought he was God, but he wasn't, that's a crazy claim, to claim to be God, or he was who he said he was. And if he was who he said he was, then it changes everything. And it kind of puts this passage into better context why was Simeon's life completely fulfilled at the meeting of this baby? Because in this person is the fulfillment of all of our desire as human beings. And it changes everything. If Jesus is God, it changes everything. He becomes the source of light in the human soul. I remember I was educated by monks at St. Meingrad in southern Indiana, a seminary. And I remember my dad coming down, and it was his first encounter with these monks, right, who I don't know if anybody in here has encountered Benedictine monks, but they live a very, very um, interesting life as an outsider. They, they pray, they come to the chapel seven times a day, and they pray, and they work. And that's kind of their life. And they stay in this monastery praying and working their entire lives. My dad was just absolutely blown away by this. He just he, he had a hundred questions about these monks. It was just like, 
I don't understand why they would want to do this. And if you've ever seen the documentary that came out in the, I think the early 2000s, it's called Into Great Silence. It's a three-hour documentary that, that just follows these Carthusian monks in this remote part of France. And so it follows them for years. And you, you follow these guys, and there's hardly any speaking throughout the whole documentary. It's a three-hour documentary. It's not one that you want to watch while you're a little bit tired. But it's absolutely fascinating. It's fascinating because these men who don't speak at all, they live these deep contemplative lives where they're just in this isolated place and they're praying all the time. And they only talk once a week at Sunday lunch. Period. And you see the joy that animates these people. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Celibacy. So celibacy, that means to give up marriage for the sake of the kingdom of God. To give up marriage for the sake of the kingdom of God is often misunderstood in practical terms. As though the reason that a priest or a religious sister or someone who consecrates themselves to God fully does that is so that they would have more time to serve others. That is a great thing. Um, the fact that that does end up being partially the case. right? So you don't have a family, so you could have maybe more time to, as a priest, let's say, tend to your flock. This has never been the reason, though, that the church has ever given celibacy as an option to choose. Celibacy, the reason to give up marriage for the sake of the kingdom of God. And, and just, just to understand, right? I, I could never have understood at your age giving up marriage. Giving up marriage. Period. It would have made no sense to me if I was a high school young man. I, it didn't. You can only give up something good for something greater. You can only give up something good for something greater. The beauty of marriage is great, but the source of the beauty of marriage is greater. This is what Simeon and Anna are experiencing. The fulfillment and the inexhaustible, the inexhaustible joy and adventure of being in relationship with the living God, who is not just a teacher, not just another teacher who we follow their moral precepts. He animates every single aspect of our lives if we engage him. Lord, we ask you to help us to have a fascination with the mystery of divinity. Help us to recognize the beauty and the inexhaustible, incomprehensible goodness that you present and, and help us to follow the beauty, to follow the adventure. Help it to transform us and help us to not fill ourselves constantly with things that inevitably make us bored, the things of this world. 
Help us to follow the, the joy that Simeon and Anna are following in the gospel today. Help us to get outside of ourselves. We ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us take a few moments in silent prayer to just listen to and speak with the Lord in our hearts.